Welcome to The Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association provides creative opportunities for all ages. Get creative with us at the Mesquite Fine Arts Center, 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartscenter.com or on Facebook, The Art Box. Berg, thanks for coming in today. Yeah. Hi, Dustin. Glad to have you here. You want to tell us a little bit about you and how you got to Mesquite? Yeah, so I started coming to Mesquite in uh, 2018. We're looking to relocate down here for a business opportunity. Been in advertising and visual communications is really the field, but advertising for about 15 years self-employed for probably half of that. So I had a branding agency in Washington State. And we ended up selling that to a bigger company in Silicon Valley. And we were able to relocate here and pursue this other business idea. It didn't pan out. But early on, I decided I needed to start another advertising agency here just as kind of a backup plan. And I'm glad I did that because that's primarily what I do still. Being small businesses kind of promote themselves, do their website, do their marketing, build their local brand awareness. And that, you're a graphic artist, right? Yeah, I started in graphic design. I went to, it's called Perry Technical Institute. It was a pretty good trade school in Yakima, Washington, and they had a visual communications field. And I was always interested in art and I used Photoshop and stuff, so I thought that'd be cool did that that's kind of where my career started as a as a designer and then later got into more into the marketing side and then web for a few companies and then kind of went out on my own and was very successful at that but we were we were looking to relocate to mesquite to do something different it just happened that that didn't pan out so i'm happy to still be doing what i'm what i'm good at but uh it's just interesting that things don't always go the way you want them to you started working on a different business idea which you're doing well with right yeah it's uh i mean everybody needs advertising help here there isn't really i mean there are some competing businesses but primarily i'm one of the main people that can help people manage their websites and and kind of do some marketing a lot of the small business owners here you know are kind of just focused on running their business and don't really have the the time or focused to do marketing. So it's been helpful for a lot of people, I, I think. And do you also work with businesses outside of Mesquite? Because a lot of that's online, right? Yeah, we've got businesses outside of Mesquite, and I'm actually partnered with the company out of Florida. And so we're kind of all, we're all over the country. Good. So you said Yakima, Washington? That's and maybe I missed this when I went to turn on the light, but did you grow up there? I grew up in Yakima, yep. And I uh, had an advertising business there too, and that went well and uh, sold it and ended up here. So that's a little bit bigger area, bigger town, but um, there are some similarities, hot summers and good sunshine throughout the year. So it wasn't a huge change, but definitely smaller, smaller town we live in now. So if we can get to Little Dustin, Little Dustin? Sure. Was Little Dustin um, interested in art? Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I built my first computer when I was five, I think. Were you? Um, 
Yeah, but I, I struggled in school because I was busy playing video games and stuff. So, but yeah, art was good. I like I loved Photoshop early on. I I don't know if I got a pirated version or something, but I got Photoshop early on, the first iteration of Photoshop CS1, and so I was playing around with that as a as a teenager. That was what gave me the confidence that I could go into graphic design because I had been doing that. I used to play music, so I was making my own albums and stuff. I knew a little bit about audio production, and so that all kind of lent itself to visual communications. And later on, I did some art. I was actually in some art exhibits, but mostly now I do just graphic design for business. I don't do a, a ton of personal artwork, although I'd like to get back into that someday. Can you walk us through? The creative process from an idea conception to the final piece? Well, I think really it's figuring out what the goal is, is the big thing. I mean, are you trying to get across a point or a message or you just want to exp you know, express something? It's usually there's some kind of goal, whether it's, you know, an inward expression that's, you know, outwardly displayed or if it's an objective to, you know, in business, usually it's to, to bring awareness to a service or a product. And so I think you really have to begin with the end in mind. You've worked with Alcohol Inc. and other mediums, correct? Yeah, I got into an exhibit um, in Tyaton, Washington. They have a pretty cool art community out there. It was pretty abstract. I really used to like abstract painting, just kind of throwing paint on canvas and stuff like that. Oh. And so I, I was able to get into a, a cool little exhibit out there with just getting some tile and kind of strategically dropping alcohol-based ink on it and then coating it, and it, it came out pretty cool. Well, Dustin, most artists that we speak to, because we don't speak to a lot of artists who make a living out of art. You do. They don't like the word commission, although if they want to make money, they'll do commissions. Right now, you do pretty much all commissions. How does that strap down your creativity? Because <clears throat> you got to live within what the customer wants. Yeah, so that was a big mind shift for me because I, you know, I was a naive kid and I got out of tech sc uh, trade school for visual communications with some technology, some hands-on art. But I got into a graphic design position and I quickly realized this is not what I thought it was because I thought, okay, I'm going to do something creative and make a living. This will be fine. It's very corporate. You don't really have a lot of creativity that you can express in some, some instances. <coughs> Sometimes you do, but... By and large, it's just a simple communication message you're trying to get across to help somebody make a sale. So, yeah, it's it's commissioned if you want to look at it that way. But what I like about it, though, is that you can help people pursue their passions and you're helping people in their business. So that's really their livelihood. And so that's really rewarding, even though you don't have the the creative reward of feeling like you did something, you know, artistic. There's still a little bit of that, but really it's it's more about helping people. Yeah. But then again, they're paying you for your creativity. So you get the bust out a little bit. So now you've and we'll talk about your book, too. But you got your book out and that's not for anybody else. That's for you. Well, except those of us who buy it. So you got to feel free on creativity there a little bit. Yeah, I did. A lot of it was based on, you know, anecdotal and historical things. But I definitely came up with the idea and kind of more or less did what I wanted. 
And you did a lot of a lot of legwork. You talked to a lot of people and got stories. How much of that did you do one on one versus um, going over to the history museum and reading a book? Probably about fifty fifty. There's a lot that had to be researched because people just didn't know. But you know, there are, we're getting less and less people that were actually here for some of those stories, and so it's important to start documenting that. I think, um, and a few people are, but. You know, there, there's a lot of information out there, but you really need to go hang out at the museum for a while to, to kind of get a better idea of everything. Because what, what interested me about it was that there are bits and pieces here and there, but there had never been anything super comprehensive is what I th felt like. So I don't go super deep into a lot of stuff, but it, it covers everything, you know, loosely. And so that was important to me because... There's some really good books out there, like A River and a Road and the the uh, Images of America book for the Virgin Valley and Mesquite. Those are great books, but they're pretty, pretty specific to either the genealogy in the region and the settling. And, and I don't think they, to me, focused enough. I mean, they did a great job for their intent, but my focus was to zoom out and let's look at this whole region because St. George is a huge part of what happened here. You know, all the way from St. George to St. Thomas, up into Lincoln County, um, in the Arizona Strip. It's all connected. If you look at the history, you can't have one without the other. So I felt it was important to include all of that. Yeah, and it's a good comprehensive book. Some fun. Yeah, definitely was fun. Are you a photographer as well? Yeah, part of my training at trade school was photography. We covered a lot of different subjects. Like we did some graphic design, some web design, some photography, some advertising. So it, it basically gives you a well-rounded skill set for all the different things related to visual communications. And photography was definitely something I enjoyed. I got to incorporate some of that throughout my career and then also with this book. Yeah, and I follow you on Facebook. You're a good photographer. Oh, thanks. You're, you're very good. And you get out on your side-by-side, -side, right? I do, yeah. That was a big part of this was you really need to have a way to reach some of these places that are out there. And so that's, that's important. If you remember when I first moved here, the brewery thing, we were going to have a historical theme was part of the goal with that. And so I had started researching things before I even moved here. And so that kind of helped me prepare for this book. Is there a funny story? that you have while you were researching the book? You know, one of, one of the stories that I thought was really interesting was, uh, it was actually, I summarized it based on what was written in The River and a Road, but basically at one point early on in the settling, there were sailors here from New York, and they basically said that they got caught in a flash flood here, and one of them ended up dying. And so when the other two were recalling what had happened, they were kind of in disbelief, and they were like, you know, we've sailed all over the world and we came to the desert to drown. And it's just remarkable the, the stories like that that have happened here. There's a lot of unexpected things that have that have happened. Yeah, and there's stories of people that, and I guess it still happens to this day, but people don't wear shoes in the summer and they walk around barefoot in the desert. And they're you know, quoted as saying their feet, you know, feet are as tough as raw leather. And <laughs> it's just amazing the uh, the ruggedness of the area. I can't imagine walking around in the desert barefoot. Can you, Steve? Yeah, I wouldn't do it very long. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much that can stick you or bite you or sting you. 
and not to mention how hot that sand gets. It's just amazing. Yeah, I've had enough cactuses in my butt and my arm. <laughs> I can't imagine can't imagine walking by a choya in your bare feet. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so, I want to talk about when you traveled to Thailand? Did that influence your art, any? I know you're only there for three weeks, but yeah, that was a big, pretty young. I think it was sixteen or something. So that was a big. It was a good experience to see different world, completely different culture way of doing things you know society it's one of those culture shock moments when you're a kid you have no idea that this is out there and not everything's like it is you know where where you're at in, your in yakima washington yeah so it was <laughs> it definitely influenced me i you know i enjoyed everything about it the music the the food the the scenery so yeah i'm sure it, that played a big role in my life really that influence it had tell me about challenges you faced as an artist, how they shaped your growth, and especially the no elk in Maine moment. Yeah, so I, you know, I was kind of arrogant out of school. I did pretty good in my class. I was kind of at the top of my class, and I thought I knew how to be a good designer and all this stuff. And so I joined this company as a junior designer. And uh, like I said, it's way different going into production art versus the idea of, okay, I'm going to be an artist and make a living sort of thing. Production art is like, you got like 15 minutes to crank something out. And in school, we had like days, maybe even weeks sometimes. So this was a big change. And it was like, <laughs> we got to come up with something quick and we got to get it done. It has to be accurate. It has to be good. So that was a big shift. Kind of caught me unexpected, but I, I stuck with it. And then, you know, thought I got a good handle on things. And then we had this big project come in. Um, it was a big trading post in Maine, and they had commissioned us to do a bunch of artwork for some promotional products. And so, you know, I'm trying to be fast and put some designs out there. So I I found some images online that I kind of recreated, and I ended up putting an elk on this product that was going to be sold in Maine. And my, my boss came in, and he started yelling at me, like, there's no elk in Maine. What are you doing? And so that's kind of when I realized that design, at least in a career, isn't just about the art. You have to really do research. And that's really where my mind kind of shifted more into the marketing realm of things. Like, okay, I can use the tools. I can use the technology. I can make the art. But I really need to dive into the research and figure out what the message is going to be. And so that really was an aha moment in my career. Were you able to that go was. Google real quick? Are there elk in Maine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do you think AI is going to fit in your career or what you do in the future? Well, it's definitely a concern. It's um, it's gotten pretty good, pretty fast. It's far from perfect, but I think what'll end up happening is people will instead of doing all the work themselves, they'll be trained on how to how to work with AI on the work. So you, I think you're still going to need people, but I think eventually it will eliminate some of the some of the people. But I think you're going to need people that kind of manage and tell the AI what to do still. But I, I think it's going to be a big change probably in the next, you know, even the next five or ten years we'll start to see some big changes. I've got friends that do, you know, illustration and stuff and for bigger companies and corporations, and they're we're all pretty nervous about it. But I think as long as you start training yourself on how to incorporate it, you can kind of get ahead of it and learn how to use it to your advantage. Now, on to the next question. <laughs> how 
how important is being part of the artistic community to you and how has it impacted your journey? Well, I think it's important. Um, you know, I don't go to as many events as I'd like to, but definitely networking with people in the communities has been critical to my whole career. Um, meeting like-minded people is really helpful, obviously to, to get feedback and, and support and kind of grow. But we have a really good community here and there's a lot of activities. I mean, it's, I hear people complain sometimes that there's nothing to do here, but I think there's a ton of stuff to do here. Yes. So it's, it's a great community. And so, um, you know, I'm hopefully going to be able to get more involved with some of the exhibits and stuff, but I'm really happy that we have that here. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're going to put some of your art in the gallery, you think? Maybe some photos. Oh, wonderful. Do you have advice for aspiring artists? I mean, it's it's tough. It's I guess it depends on if you're talking more commercial art or if you want to be a career artist. I've got experience in one of those, but I've tried to do the personal creative side of it also. It's definitely challenging. One of the things that has come up a lot in my career is some people have Smart people have tried to get me, you know, you should really specialize. You should specialize and focus on making your own style. And I see positives to that, but I also think from the the business commercial side, you don't really want your style to come through. You want to represent whatever the the uh, the company you're trying to to sell or, and help. That's that's their style. You can have a good marriage where you've got a little bit of your style, but really you're putting their brand first. I wouldn't want my personal style to to kind of interfere with what the business is trying to do because they might not be really compatible i mean businesses have a certain look to them the way they represent themselves that's what branding is and so the big part of that is to be consistent in, in what they're doing what are some projects or goals that you have for the future well i don't want to say too much but i'm probably going to be writing another book soon Oh, excellent. And then, like I said, I'd like to get more involved with, with the local art scene and maybe getting some of my photos, at least try to enter them in if they're, if they're good enough. But I'd like to start doing more of that just from a personal creative standpoint to, to kind of get back into that more of the personal connection to the art. Um, I, I love what I do with, with helping businesses. I'm, you know, thankful for that. And um, hopefully people get a benefit out of that but I also want to start doing some some stuff that's just kind of me in reflection and getting some of this creative energy out Dustin what has inspired you this past week uh, I'm just thankful to be in this this community we had I'm involved with some organizations some networking groups and there's there's just a lot of good people that are trying to to grow their business and I'm thankful to be able to help them do that and there's just there's really good you know, there's really good churches in town. That's been a big part of my life lately. So I'm just thankful that we have what we have here. It's, you know, people complain that it's a small town, but I think we have everything covered. Well, we want to thank you for coming in today and spending time with us and telling us about your art, your life, and your business. Thank you for having me. So, do you have a website you want to, your social media, let people know? Yeah, they can... It, Probably right now I'm directing everyone to just go to All Around Mesquite on Facebook. I've got a group um, that's growing and people are welcome to share anything related to history or trails or um, some of the destinations. Well, Dustin, thanks a ton. Yeah, thank so you. really appreciate, appreciate you coming in. And we look forward we can do this again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Anything you've got new coming you want to tell us, just come on down. All right. Sounds good. And I will say you did a really good job on Annie's um, on Annie's podcast logo. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's you that did that. Okay. Broadcasting from the Mesquite Works Steam Center in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Artbox sponsors thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We welcome all comments. You can email us at artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.